0: You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's reward. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. Well, hello, hello. Listen, we are at the end of season six. I cannot believe that. That means this podcast has been going for about a year and some months which is super exciting. Listen, um, today, as I was preparing to share something tangible with you all, I thought about just how often we are in this culture where we're used to getting a return on investment for every single thing that we do. If I invest, I expect a return on my investment. I saw something. (laughs) I think it was an Instagram reel. and No, it was actually on the dry bar. And the guy was talking about, he has a young kid and the child plays a sport. You know how you pay for these sports for our kids? It's like the mini, the Muni league sports. And he said that the coach kept coming to him and saying, it's okay that you lost. It's it's okay. You know, it's okay to lose. It's just about how you play the game. And the dad was like, nope, nope. It's not okay. And then the coach would say, It's okay, you know, as long as you play it as a team. And the dad was like, Nope, nope, no. It, I don't know why he's telling me that. Is that okay? He said, Once I pay for registration, I, I expect the results. And I thought that was so hilarious and so true of how we live in our world. Everything we do, we're like, what are the results of it? We raise our kids, we expect to see a return on our investment. I even think about, about my husband recently. So my son was talking to my husband and had mentioned something he wanted to do. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was, it was something smaller that he wanted to do as far as career-wise. Something really simple. And my husband was like, no, 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 nope, you're not doing that. We've invested too much already. We don't went through too much. You're about to go and get a real career. And so, you know, it really makes me think about this idea of a return on investment. We naturally expect any time we put in, any energy we put in, any efforts we put into anything, that we are going to get a full-out return on our investment, right? And I think that's logical. I believe that that is okay for us to expect. But here's what I want to challenge you. To stop expecting the return on your investment for what you are doing for the kingdom to happen right away to stop expecting this microwave experience for kingdom work. And I think about how easy it is for us to just expect an immediate result for everything that we do. I go out, I serve in the church. I have this immediate expectation. I go out and I help. I have this immediate expectation. I start a ministry I start a business and I expect, because God told me to do it, that immediately it's going to take off. Immediately it's going to take off. Sometimes we'll do things and never see the results of it on this side of eternity. Sometimes we're going to do things and we will never see the results of it. One of my favorite authors, C.S. Lewis, he started to build some momentum when he was a younger writer. But now, today, his message has so much more power. Even think about one of my favorite people, Jesus. During his time, his message was not well-received, especially by his own. His message didn't take off until after he went to the cross. He knew that the return on his investment of dying on the cross was not even going to benefit until later. He knew that the people, that's why at the end of his time, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. They don't even know what they are doing or who they are doing this to. They have no clue. And so I want to say to you who may be feeling led to do something for the kingdom of God, to shift your mindset about this return on investment. Some things are for now and some things are for later. Some of the work you're doing right now, you are not going to see the benefit of it. Some of the people that you are pouring into right now, you're not going to get to see how your words impacted them. You want to, because you know why why we want to see this return on our investment? Here's the reason why. Because we really don't want to walk by faith and not by sight. We want to see. We want to see every single thing take place that we feel like we have put our time, our finances, our energies, our efforts... We want to see it happen right now at this very moment. And we're not completely content with the fact that some of our reward for the yeses that we gave will come on the other side of eternity. But when we are doing things for the kingdom, the return on investment shouldn't matter because he is good on his promise to pay. Do you hear me? When we're doing things for the kingdom of God, we should not have to focus on the return on investment because God is good on his promise to pay. He's good on his promissory notes. Unlike some of us, we don't always do. And I'm talking about myself included. There are promissory notes that I am still needing to take care of. Years out of line, student loans, I'm just going to say. Still working on those things, okay? Signed that thing, went to college. I won't say that it's all completely paid off, but nonetheless, (laughs) I still... Need to take care of the promissory, you know. But God is good on His promises to pay. We don't have to worry about that with Him. He has proven it time and time and time again that His promises, the Word of God says, are yes and amen. What does that mean? That what He promises are is a yes in the spirit and amen, meaning that amen means that it is so. It is done. So we don't have to worry about what is going to be the return on investment that I'm going to get when I do what he tells me to do. And, you know, this is why God, God wants us to be like little children. OK, because when he says I'm going to do X, Y and Z, he says, yes, our kids confidently like if I tell my son, yes, we can go to the park. It's no question. He doesn't. He doesn't. She said, yes, it's done. We're going to the park, period, point blank. His promises are yes and amen. Here's the other thing. When we are doing the king's work, it's the king's timeline. We are working for his kingdom. (laughs) We are not building our own. I had a friend that said this years ago. Her name was Tisha. And when I heard this, and several other people have said it, but when she said it, it stuck. We are not building our kingdom. We are building God's. And guess what? It is his timeline. He has an appointed time for everything. He is the author of time. And there is an appointed time for the work that he wants us to do and when he will establish the thing that needs to be established. He's the author of time. It is his kingdom. It is his timeline. We are just coming alongside as servants. And let me tell you something about being a servant. A servant doesn't get all the information and the details. A servant gets the necessary information to complete the task. That's the information that they receive. And we are, yes, sons and daughters of God. but We are also servants to him. And so because we are his servants, we don't always get all the information. But here's the catch to that. We're also his friend. And I tell my friend more details than I would tell someone that was coming to my house just to clean the house. I'm not going to share all the details of my life. Or my life plans with my boss, or someone that I might work with that I'm not necessarily close with. But when I'm beginning to work with someone that becomes a friend, if I build a relationship with someone who is serving me, I think about my stylist, right? My hairstylist, she is serving me by doing my hair and making sure it is nicely taken care of. It remains healthy. It looks nice. She is in a serving position, but. We've been friends since I was in preschool. So because she's my friend, she also gets to have access to more information and details about me. So yes, we are his servants. It is his kingdom. He is the king. He is a ruler. He has a final say and he has an appointed time, but we're also his friend. So he gives us information that other people don't have access to. And because of that, we can expect that he is going to keep his promises and everything he says. This episode is sponsored by RGS Media. Are you looking to build a personal brand, launch a podcast or build your writer's brand? If so, we can help RGS Media is a brand agency that specializes in personal brand development for writers, podcasters, or those looking to launch a personal business or ministry. We offer brand services such as coaching, book cover, banner, and web design, just to name a few. To learn more about how we can help you build your brand, click the link in the episode show notes or visit rgsgroup.media today. That's rgsgroup.media. Now, let's get back to the episode. He will return and repay us for everything. That's That's the kind of God that we serve. His promises to us are yes and amen. And if we believe this, we will continue to press forward knowing that our labor is not in vain. If we believe that his promises are yes and amen, we don't worry about the return on investment because we know that whatever the reward for our work is, it is going to be good because he is good. And the Bible tells us that he has good things in store for us. So I can just do knowing that whatever I get for the things that I've done, it's going to be good. So when God is calling me to take any of these five leaps, the fisherman, the builder, the tent maker, the shepherd, or the trailblazer leap, if he's calling me to do any of these five leaps, I can be confident in the fact that he is good on his promises. Promissory notes do not fall short. They don't go to bankruptcy, okay? Some of mine, I did file bankruptcy before in my life. And those went to bank, some of them went to bankruptcy. Because I couldn't afford to pay him. But God can afford to pay every single payment. And he already did through Jesus. It's already taken care of. So now we can go out and do the work that he has called us to do without worrying about a single thing. How's he going to take care of this? How's he going to take care of that? One of my guests in the past, I'm going to link that conversation in the bottom of the notes. She said something that stood out to me. And I have shared this with so many people to encourage them as they are stepping out to do the thing God has called them to do. She said, his will, his bill. What does this mean? If it is something he wants me to do, then he takes the bill for it. When my husband and I were dating, he told me a story about when him and his mother and his siblings would go out to eat and they would get the bill at the end of the meal. She would say, whoever picks up the bill pays it. Whoever picks up the bill pays it. And so he did that to kind of train me not to pick up the bill and to grab the receipt to see how much it costs when we would go out to eat. And it worked because I usually don't grab it unless I want to surprise him and pay for it, which is a surprise. (laughs) But my point in saying that is it reminds me of like, it's his will, it's his bill. Anything that God wants us to do, he'll take care of. But we also have to line that with his appointed time and remember that the return on investment of what we are doing in that moment is going to be taken care of, period. So we can do this, with the knowledge and the wisdom that God loves us and he's got us, all right? So that's my encouragement to you today as we continue to learn how to take these bold leaps of faith is to stop trying to control the ROI. We have no control over it, and that's okay. Don't try to control it. Don't worry about it. He's got it. It's all in his wonderful, marvelous hands, all right? All right, so let's go boldly and confidently in what God has called us to do knowing he's got it all taken care of. Be blessed. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit the 5 to learn more about upcoming guests, helpful resources, and our text community support, all intended to help you prepare to take your next leap. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness. Be blessed.